Alright, I think we're live. We're playing some video games here. We've got Ernest and Chris, or Kristoff, <laughs> Crazy in the Brains here, hanging out after their show last night with Gorgo Bordello here, which you saw included someone who actually has music in this video game, Megaran. And you guys did a track with, or did, it was a remix track. A remix, you? yeah. Uh, his song Tractor Beam. Yes. Yeah. And how fun was that? Uh, <laughs> Working was cool. with Megaran. Yeah. Was it all in the same space or did you guys send No, you know, we actually were talking about that yesterday. The next time we do something together we wanna to get in the studio together, like live in person. But this was one of those scenarios where I recorded it in Brooklyn and sent it over to him. But uh it was fun, you know, like it's cool to be on a song together. It was cool to play live, I feel like, right? Yeah. Last night, that was cool. Was, so that'd be the first time? Cause oh, yeah, we didn't... Megaran lives here, so when he's not on tour. We we didn't even rehearse that. We just kind of went for it, you know? But um, he's a pro, and he killed it. We played a show with him right before yeah. we left for tour in New York. So like a week before tour, mm -hmm. we, uh, we just played Brooklyn with him. That was really rad. Um, a lot of his fans came out and, like, checked us out. So that was awesome. So, oh, and like, I sang I sang Tractor Beam with him live that night. So, this is like our is there a recording of this? I mean, other than the yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, there's video. There's definitely some videos of that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was cool. It was cool, man. Like he's he's a, he's a very cool dude. Vanessa Keys, a cute partner, and sing. Aye. <laughs> Yo, what up? Hello. Also, we can jump into this. Which who's your mains in here? Oh, you've, I see someone's been leveling up the Leonardo. I play the Leonardo. <laughs> Which guy am I? Do I have to, what do I have to press? No, just press up and down on the A is your. Oh, excuse me. You're in the middle. Hell yeah. No, I'm, I'll go with the party, dude. I'll be Mikey. I'm picking down a television. Oops, hit the plus button again. Damn. Wait. Okay. Get Donnie. A little Casey Jones in there. I'm gonna be That's... Casey Jones and be a little different. I mean, you gotta level him up, right? He's at zero. The way yeah, this game works. <laughs> and then, is it just? I think you hit a. So we're gonna be playing some Shredder's Revenge for the game that. Speaking of Megaran, we can go full screen here. Megaran is featured in this game. He's yeah. boss music later on in the game. Shout out. And also, I should plug everything. Patreon.com forward slash every show to support. Also, if you're watching on Twitch Live, you can also subscribe and all the fun stuff Twitch lets you do. Ooh. And this will later show up on the Concerts Consoles podcast feed as an audio version and on YouTube.com slash every show for all the housekeeping. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, there we go. Uh, but yeah, so that's really cool. And Megran. One of my favorites. Yeah, man. And I, I technically can call him a local. He lives here. He's a favorite local musician. <laughs> he was just doing his Four-Eyed Horseman stream on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, we linked up with him. Uh, and we also linked up with Robbie from Playboy. Uh, Playboy Man. Wait, so did he sing on the same song last night? So, Robbie came out on People Who Died. And, oh, cool. Um, he sang the chorus with us, and then yeah, Mega Ran, he spit a verse during our uh, song Hustling. So we got the uh, 
Which brings up another question. How did you guys... That, that is an awesome cover, by the way. Which people one? I, uh, people Who Die? Yeah. How did you end up being like, this is a song we've got to put on the album? Oh, man. I think it's just when a song, like, sticks sticks with one of us for a long time. And, like, that was just a song I had been listening to, like, a lot over the years. And I, mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, we should try this. Um, we try a lot of, like, we'll go through a lot of covers that don't make the cut. Like, remember we recovered um, the specials for a while, but we, we never play it live. We did. What we sometimes like to do is play covers once. Yeah. Kind of, I, like, <laughs> not, not really practice them, play them once at the start of their set. So if they're terrible, people yeah. forget about them immediately. But if they're good, we'll turn <laughs> we'll them into something them, and go on the reception of the crowd. Yeah, oh, and also yeah. just how we how we feel about it, cause like like I always say this, like I don't want to do a cover just to do it. Like I don't want to sound like a cover band. Like whatever, if we're gonna do a cover, we need to add to the legacy of the song. And if we nail that, then we keep it. If not, we get rid of it. I think for a minute we were covering uh, "The Harder They Come," remember? And that wasn't really hitting. But yeah, people who died has been with us for a minute now. Um, on that album into the ugly and um, honestly we're kind of getting bored of it <laughs> to keep it a thousand but, but like but but that's more so um because we're also covering another song punk rocker live these days yeah, yeah. and like that's been just our jam and our vibe yeah yeah, yeah. That's, recently we're way more like <clears throat> excited about that one but yeah. we know people love people who died people always like go off on that song so like we're gonna have to keep playing it it's a very catchy song too you know a lot of people <laughs> have covered it um i feel like i'm more familiar with the covers than i am the original the, the original <laughs> is very long so we we kind of stripped it down and i like i, I added my own verse um but it kind of got popular again because it was in that movie suicide squad or something like that yeah. One of those, that one of those Marvel movies. If, if not, people in chat can Our totally correct us. <laughs> yeah, somebody, some, somebody out there probably knows what the hell I'm talking about. Guar covered it after the singer died, too. Yeah. And so they sang, Odorous died, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, they applied it to the context of their band. A lot of people, it resonates with people, man, because everyone's lost somebody to, to, to yeah. one way or another, you know? And, and I. So many shows, people come up to us in tears and they're like, oh my god, I can't believe you covered that. Like, it, so, means, it means so much to me. I think about this person, yeah. Even even if we're bored of it, like, it's it's less about us and it's more about what it means to, to other people, you know. We that's never cool. practice it. Like, <laughs> no. In, her, in rehearsal, that song gets skipped Str over so strict, Strictly <laughs> not rehearsed. That is but. awesome, though, that it connects with people. Yeah, man. And yeah. I, I like to... I like to think that Jim Carroll is uh, pleased with, you know, our version of it. Because um, he's definitely, like, a big influence. And that whole era of punk, you know, like, him and and Patti Smith. Like, the punk rockers that were, like, a little bit more, like, poetic. And, um, you know, come from that host. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Actually, you know, it was just Halloween a few days ago. And there were a lot of, um... Jack Terry Cloth kind of oh, celebrations and concerts. That's a poet right and there, man. 
I contributed to the Patreon for that. I'm like, I know I can't travel across the country to get to your show, but yeah, want to support. We played a show with him once, and he um he really took to our cover of people who died, and he had a really long conversation with you, Chris. Yeah. One night about it. Yeah, he um. <laughs> I think it was the first time we opened for World Inferno. Um, he kicked everybody out of the green room, and he was like, yo, the singers need to have a conversation. And me and him talked for, like, over an hour, just about, like, just performing and lyrics and, and poetry and all types of cool shit. And he, and he was crushing, like, at least two bottles of wine. Holy crap. And, uh, was, I mean, it was a good time. I guess that's no Lemmy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let me, let me's on another level, I guess. But um, that's a lot of wine. Nah, it was, a, it was a great time. And I, you know, at that time, we were fans of the. Yeah, so we just, we just won. We were fans of them, but Take we didn't really, Eva. we we didn't know them personally that well yet. So it was cool to like have that moment with him. I, I mean, say, the first time I saw him was a show here. They played with the Culture Shock. Oh, which cool. was freaking rad. But it was like, I didn't know what I was in for. And I'm like, this kind of goes into you guys a little bit. They're not, they're considered punk rock, but they're not your traditional punk yeah. rock sound, noise mm -hmm. sound. And you're, I was just like, at first I'm like, what am I watching? Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, these lyrics, this is, yeah, this is totally in line with this show and the meaning. Oh, yeah. And he just, he was an amazing frontman. Yeah, he... He, he was he, he, he definitely was I mean they, they, they were one of those bands that, that like you you didn't just like them like you loved them there's yeah. uh, was, they had a cult someone uh, what's his name I forgot his real name I know his twitter handle Bombshell he was the artist that did uh, Night in the Woods art but he also did some art for that band and he when oh, he cool. passed posted after a little bit of a very emotional tweet about how much Jack did for him and brought him out and I'm like he touched a lot of people a lot of people loved Jack and they loved that band and you know that was such a tragedy yeah I, I'm like we're all like super grateful to get to like get the opportunity to meet and work with the artists that we do like, like Will Inferno even like right now Gogo Bordello like which is amazing and another like non-traditional oh, yeah. punk rock I mean I mean these are the bands that resonate with us the most you know and uh it's just I can't it's still like a trip to us like, to think that we're like get to meet and, and hang out with these people you know like and Google Rodello I have to think and their documentary because I was at least uh, coming out of my teenagers the normal punk elite protect that one stupid sound that is punk rock oh, and yeah. then someone's like no no, no. Godel Godel or Gogo Bredello is a uh, punk rock go watch the doc I'm like alright fine and then I watch it I'm like oh I'm starting to understand and I started thankfully broke out of the whole punk elite phase yeah, of my life that that was that was that was the goal for, from day one with us was like we don't we're not trying to replicate the sound that has already been like done a million times I mean like we like all that stuff, you know, like, we're influenced by that, but I think... And inspired by it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, what made those bands great, the early punk movement, was that there was no rules. They're doing know? their own thing. Yeah. And, like, Gogo Bordell is a great example of that. World Inferno. I mean, just the, the list goes on. And, and 
that's always been our goal is like let's let's make this our own you know what i mean let's let's make this authentic as authentic to us as we possibly can and not just replicate some some yeah. blueprint you know and also booyakasha from herbary 999 hey yo <laughs> what up and thank you for the sub, Mr. Buzzer. Yeah. To break the fourth wall of we're Twitch streaming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that is awesome. And also, I think that brings up some of the most creative elements of music. Oh, yeah. And I wish more people would get out of that bubble. <laughs> I mean, Honestly. everything... I know, okay, this game is like a remake, right? So this is yeah. like... But this game rules. But, like, everything is a remake these days, you know? Everything is, 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 is a carbon copy of something else. Well, don't it? they say there's no original, like, uh, chords they, or original Yeah, but, you know, sounds. you gotta at least try, you know? Like, and I think with music, there's a... It, it's easy to just fall into, like, this kind of laziness where it's just, like, you're that, just gonna replicate what's already That you done. like RKL and become the next NoFX. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, actually, I don't, I don't know that band. RKO. Rich kids on LSD. Isn't that a band that Fat Mike like loves? Oh yeah, he will unabashedly tell you, No Effects ripped off them. Yeah. Without them, they wouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like really cool bands out there that were inspired by the original. And that's awesome because. Without the inspiration, people wouldn't be doing it. Well, right. most people wouldn't be. But then, making you know, it your own is where it goes. I mean, otherwise, what's the point? Level. There's no fun in that. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, yeah, I mean, wa great. watching Gogo Bordello like every night, we've seen like ten of their sets in yeah. the last two weeks. It's like, oh, they have, they've got the parts that resemble a hardcore show. Right. They've got the parts that resemble just a classic punk band rocking out on stage, but then they're, they also have like elements of Broadway play and they kind of have oh, this very... theater thing going on and it's yeah. it's so engrossing and they, they're amazing because they play for two hours and you want to watch the two hours. <laughs> yeah, you want to pay attention. And you're on tour with them, so you're still like saying this. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> you're like, old. I'm gonna hang out here still and watch. Yeah, yeah, man. We, 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 I think we've already, even in these, in this two weeks, we've already taken inspiration from them. Um, their live show, you know, like the way, the dynamics of the show, how you, you have like these soft moments and then these really fucking, you know, like aggressive moments, and it's just, it's a, it's a legit show, you know. It's not just three chord punk for thirty yes. minutes in and out, which well, that's cool too. It's about um, Eugene, right? Yeah. He yeah. was on the latest, or not the latest, second latest? Third latest? He was on In Defense of Scott talking about it. And yeah. Hearing Aaron cool Carnes point out how, like, their current drummer played with some Scott. And he, the new album, I was even listening to it, and was like, after Aaron pointed out, noticing it more. But, like, there's Scott sounds even incorporated. Like, he is still evolving their sound. Yeah, Corey, Corey um, he was in Hepcat and he was in the Agrolytes. Right. He, he told me that. Oops, I'm on Corner and Agro the other night <laughs> and I was blown away because I love both those men he's an amazing drummer and, uh, he, he and he's a really humble guy too because he, he was casually just like yeah I, I've played in some bands yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like oh what bands like I'm yeah. thinking like just just curious like what, probably just bands I never heard of and he's like Hepcat and Agalus I'm like what the fuck 
Like, I love these guys. How'd you end up here? We're just, we're just hanging out with him, and it's yeah. like, yo, you know those are some of the most, like, inf- like really top influential bands in that genre? <laughs> yes. And, of course, the elephant in the room that probably gets riled up to you all the time about your unique sound is that xylophone. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I mean, I read a story that it came out of how the band started, that you and... Uh, this Jeff. is why I have notes. Jeff was the xylophone yeah, Jeff. player, yeah. You guys kind of got bailed on, and then the xylophone kind of was uh, inherited, I think is a word we he, can use. Yeah, <laughs> uh, someone probably put it that way. I mean, he stole it from his high school, that's what happened. Ah, there you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> But yeah, you know, that the, the, the choice to have a xylophone... Oh shit, we're on skateboards now, what the hell? The choice, <laughs> the choice to have a xylophone in the beginning of, of, of the group was... was was just what we were talking about before. It was like it was our attempt at trying to do something unique, you know, like instead of I mean, I was just a guy with a guitar in the beginning, right? And I'm like, how many fucking uh wannabe Bob Dylans are there out there? Like, <laughs> I don't wanna be that. I love Bob Dylan. We were just listening right. to him in the van. Just like Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, yeah. You don't, you don't need to mimic them, but they're awesome. I wanna I wanna dig a little deeper and try to not um take the easy route and just be a dude with the guitar because that's how it originally started it was just me and guitar when Jeff came into the mix he was a drummer I'm like ah now you actually are also kind of from me is that where Ernest comes in and like took over the guitar part well Ernest Ernest came in and took over guitar duties in like what was it 2015 2015 2016 something like that interesting thing about that (laughs) you you (laughs) asked me you asked me to join the band a year before Mm mhm and I was just starting my own project. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to be able to do this. But then somehow you thought of me a year later. Yes. And I think I was ready then. And it was like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we we kind of have been evolving since day one. Like like I said, started with just me. Then we added Jeff with his iPhone. Then we switched out... Uh, me on guitar to Ernest on guitar and like then we switched out xylophone and now we have keyboards like and it's kind of just a continuation of that of that spirit that we, we were just talking about of just like pushing the limits you know what I mean and digging deep and just you know it's wrong button didn't need to dance on your grave <laughs> that's it I'll be back um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that was that was a creative choice, you know. And, uh, Wait, so how old is the band too? Uh, our first album came out in 2013. So okay. Was, yeah, we've been around. Because uh, I first saw you in 2018 on tour with Days and Days. Yeah. First at Club Red, then at Punk Rock Bowling. Like within the span of like two days, three days, you were on the main stage when I caught you. Yeah, man. Um, I think the early years. Well, you know, this band came up in the open mic scene, so in the early years, we played a lot of shows in, like, the Lower East Side in Brooklyn and, and parties and, and whatnot, and uh, we toured a bit, but I think touring and, like, touring really picked up, I would say, in the past few years. 2018? I mean, it's Since what, 2018. it's... Uh, if yeah. People don't know. It's, it's still an investment, even... Especially the smaller you are. Yeah. Um, so you have to be able, and if you're working jobs, you got to figure out time to get around it and hopefully keep them. 
you when know, you get back. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think we started recording. Uh, we started recording more regularly. And we, we started working with Pete uh, from the Bouncing Souls. Oh, that's even cooler. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, 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 he's uh, he's recorded. Man, how many albums? Like, oh no, probably like <laughs> our last three. We'll make it. Uh... He probably recorded our last three albums. We're recording with him right now, actually. One of the perks of you guys being on the East Coast is you get to see them and talk and interact with them more. Oh yeah, man. Oh I mean, yeah. We grew up. We grew up seeing the Bouncing Souls live and, and, and listening to records and shit. So it's like to, to get the opportunity to work with him was insane. You know, like still is. I mean, we, I text with the, with those dudes like pretty regularly, and, and still sometimes I'm like, damn, these are my friends now. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> that is yeah. amazing. The Jer- Jersey connection, right? You guys are all out of. Yeah, they're from New Jersey. Yeah, they're from. And yeah, as, they're kind of based out of Asbury Park. Yeah. Very popular destination for every concert I see. That's Jersey. Yeah, we've played a lot of shows in Asbury Park. Um, before before punk rock bowling uh, came knocking, like we would play parties and, and and just like little clubs in Asbury because the music scene over there is, is pretty lit. Um, so. Yeah, man. People, people sometimes sleep on on Jersey, but there, there's some good, some good stuff. Free light manifestos out of there too, right? Probably. I don't know. I'm not really like up on like that oh, type of stuff. We got comments. We got comment. Where's Street Light Manifesto? We got, <laughs> <laughs> we got Shadow Paint sixty nine saying how we're doing. I'm doing good. good. I am actually doing better than I expected to be right now. <laughs> so that'll just, probably wear off. You guys. Is this an off day? You guys are... Yeah, yeah we're, we're off today. Um, hanging out in Phoenix. Chilling. And then yeah. also we have Holly Ranch asking, where's Rob and Zach? Um, Rob is in the gym. And Zach is uh, sleeping right now. Rob is in the gym. He's puny ass. <laughs> not lifting weights. Oops. Oh, man. Yeah, Zach is probably... Um, Probably getting drunk at a bar. They're getting massages. I mean, it's noon. At a spa. It's noon. It's early enough. It's early enough. Actually, I've drank earlier than that at Punk Rock Bowling. Um. <laughs> yeah, they were too cool to come. So you know, they did. Honestly, Rob should be here. He's the one who plays video games. I don't even play video games. If <laughs> <laughs> it's thrown out there as a fun thing I can do with the interviews. It's... No, no, it's cool. I actually I remember this game from back in the day. I loved it. The arcade game. Uh, but yeah, Jersey though, and you were talking about the the scene there and how awesome it is. So is it like is it like Fremont? Is it just a stretch of clubs or is it? Uh, no, you no, know it's pretty it's pretty spread out. Like uh, we used to run a club. You mentioned the Interrupters and, and Bad Cop earlier before we started off right? camera. Yeah, or so on, like, before stream. <laughs> we we used to run a club in around the block from my apartment in Jersey City. It was called the Funhouse, and we had Bad Cop come through there. We had Negative Approach come through there. We had the singer from uh, Neurosis. We played any show we put on. We played because um, <laughs> it's your space. Club. <laughs> <laughs> so like that was that was like kind of the coolest club, would, at least in North Jersey. For, I mean, for yeah, we we literally had some of our heroes. Yeah, Bouncing so Well, Bouncing Souls didn't play, but Pete Pete's side band played. Um, called Small Talk. Casualties were over there. I mean, it was it was lit for Another a while. East Coast staple. 
Yeah. But um, that was in Jersey City, and that was kind of the only cool spot in Jersey City for a minute. If you wanted to go to a punk show uh, somewhere else, you'd probably have to drive like an hour, go to Asbury, or what else was cool? I mean, you can obviously go to the city, but Jersey's got a couple of good venues. There's Crossroads, Crossroads. and Garwood. That spot is great. We've played there. <clears throat> right now, there's White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. That's super cool to see shows at. We both came up separately uh, playing shows at the same club, this place called The Meat Locker. That, that was in Montclair, yeah. New Jersey. That's where actually, I don't know if you know this band, but we love them. Shout out to these guys. Horror. Uh, they they came up playing the Meat Locker. They're huge right now. They they, they they've opened up for Corn, Corn, Slipknot, hmm. Travis Barker, Tim Armstrong. Like they <laughs> they're really like blowing up and they're fucking great. And they come from Jersey. So yeah, Jersey. I don't know. Like we we don't really. I don't feel like we identify as like a Jersey band. But well, especially the more you're on the road, you probably are. I mean, some people, like, they make where they're from their whole identity, and I, I just don't think we've ever, we've, we're a little yeah. bit different. I mean, I wouldn't that. have known unless I looked it up. But <laughs> with that being said, like, I think we're proud of, I know we're proud of where we come from. Damn, am I falling in this hole again? No, here we go. Who needs to we're, we're proud of where we come from, and like, yeah, like, there is, there is a cool scene over there, you know? It's just, you gotta be willing to, you know make the trek over there we also eat a lot of pizza is yeah that, is this actually true jersey <laughs> or is a turtle really new? i will say no no this <laughs> oh, yeah, we we had the first few nights of this tour we had like pizza after show like seven times in a row our, our love no joke pizza is definitely Wait, jersey so influence do you you should run a pizza blog you have favorites locations uh, in the country to eat pizza well we we, I think we all agree that Jersey pizza is better than New York, so shots fired, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... What's the difference? Meet me at Joe's in Bayonne, New Jersey. What's the difference? Honestly, I think Jersey puts a little bit more love into that sauce. And, uh, we just got, we just got the right touch, man. Come to Jersey and I'll take you to some nice pizza spots. We, we've been getting pizza every night, um... After after the show, like there'll be a box, two boxes of pizza waiting for us. In the <laughs> and, then, room. and we absolutely crush it. And we destroy it every night. We could have eaten dinner like an hour ago. Oh, we gotta eat pizza. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even an option to no, not we have eat to it. eat. This yeah, is man. premeditated then, because you have some of those places may not be open when you're done. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one thing that kind of trips us out on the road is like back home. You can get pizza till like 3 a.m., sometimes 4 a.m. And we're just used to that. Like, post-show, like, all right, I'm going to get a slice. And out here, that's, <laughs> not not, out here. that's not possible. Everything is hard closed. And we, we start fucking getting anxiety and shit. We're like, yo, I need pizza. And then, of course, when we have a day off, we try as hard as possible to get an Italian dinner. As oh, yeah, <laughs> We went to some crazy spot that Ernest found. It was called Luigi's. It was on the side of the road. Where were we? Oh, in Texas. But like, there's a lot rural, of things off the like road there. Rural northern Texas, above oh. Dallas. Yeah. Um, so we ordered a bunch of a bunch Luigi's. Of <laughs> Shout out to Luigi's. Iconic. We ordered a bunch of classic, you know, 
dishes, eggplant parm. I think somebody got. Oh, the bruschetta. Yeah, so, I don't know if you, you know, you know what bruschetta is, right? Yes. So, you know how it usually comes in like these little single cut pieces of Italian bread. You got the, the uh, tomatoes, the onions, whatever, what have you. They gave us this, this long loaf of bread with like huge chunks of tomatoes on top and like barely melted cheese. <laughs> it kind of looks like... They kind of like displayed it almost like a you would you would like a, like a chicken parm sandwich. It was yeah. it was chicken here's the thing sandwich. it was not bruschetta. <laughs> it wasn't. It bruschetta. was so good though. But we we, we ate delicious. that whole thing easily. I remember this dude from I had the toy of this guy. What's this guy? What's this guy's name? One's a ground truck and I forget what the, the other dirt bag. Oh, they're on the bottom. Yeah, the guy with the horns. Yeah, I'm getting laid out. I think ground trucks stuck out because we were talking about food. I was yeah. like, huh. <laughs> yeah. God, I can't wait to get these two games for Christmas. And your Olive Garden visit looked rad yes. as fuck. We oh, went yeah, to we Olive Garden. Because I get. Yeah, uh, my sister got me an Olive Garden gift card. Um, my mom was very upset she, because uh, she considers that sacrilegious as an Italian to, <laughs> to enjoy the Olive Garden. But Everyone's we family there. <laughs> they actually treated us really good. The thing about Olive Garden is it's very consistent. Yeah, wh whether you're in New York, New Jersey, Texas. Texas, Ohio. It's all made the same. Olive Garden, you're always going to have a good time at Olive Garden. We even got a bottle of wine. When are we going to get that Olive Garden sponsorship? Dude. We need everybody out there. Did you run into Jeff Rosenstock at Olive Garden? To start messaging oh. <laughs> Olive Garden. Does, does, does he like Olive Garden? Jeff run those Rosenstock? numbers up for us. Yeah, please. Get us to Olive Garden. Honestly, we'll, we'll probably get does fat. He? Now I'm trying to think what I've watched of his social media. <laughs> Dude, it's consistent. And it's not even that expensive. And he made the move to LA. Oh, uh, Jeff Rosenstock? Yeah. Did we ever play with him? I feel like we did. Did we open him once? <clears throat> He's I, another one of those, like, not your traditional punk rock sound. And yeah. He comes from, it, uh, what was that name? Van Bomb the Music Industry, yep. right? Yes. And then also Arrogant Sons of Bitches. It was a ska punk band. I saw that band a billion times because the girl I was dating loved I'm jealous. them and <laughs> loved ska. And to be honest, I didn't really, I didn't really fuck with ska that much. But I was always at these shows. I saw them. I saw... Uh, the band you mentioned before, Streetlight Manifesto. Yes. Um, who else? <laughs> Cat Stoney too. That was, I think that, that was. That predates, yeah, that's Toke and his prior band. Yeah. But still is continuing without him. I was, I was, uh, there was this place in Long Island called the Downtown that did a lot of Scotch. I guess they did punk shows too, but I was always at the Scotch shows. And, uh, there yeah. we go. This got laid out already? I'm done with this. Yes. Right, also, you can't beat Unlimited Breadsticks. Absolutely. The Tina yes. is saying, can't beat the Unlimited Breadsticks. Right. Oh, Garden. Going back to that. <laughs> you can't. No, you cannot. And that Sonic the Hedgehog movie cemented my thoughts of always remembering Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you watch that at all. <laughs> There's so much Olive Garden in that movie. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Yes, yeah, the first one. <laughs> they... I saw that movie, but I don't remember all of them. Maybe it wasn't good enough to remember, honestly. 
<laughs> That's fair too. <laughs> Jim Carrey though. He, he plays a good Robotnik. He tore it up in that movie. Or Eggman, or whatever name you know him as. I always knew him as Dr. Robotnik. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what he was on all the cartoons. Yeah. And... Is there a new one coming out? There's a new one. There's with, one coming in Netflix. With, with Knuckles, right? Knuckles oh, there. there's also going to be a Nef uh, Knuckles side show. And or Tales, is it a movie? movie? Tales is going to be in it, too. Sky and Sky adjacent. You know what's funny? Talking about Scott, a lot of people like will link us to like ska bands or like You'd be consider us ska or like throw us in that category. And I'm like, we're really not a ska band in any yeah. way. Actually, but I think you know we like we like we, we grew up listening to to like the early shit. Right? It's because like, you're such a different sound than the normal. Yeah, and we do we do those rhythms sometimes, but we don't we don't go full blown style, right? Like, Actually, you mentioned Robbie of Playboy Man Baby either on or off stream, but sing with you last night. Yeah, that, that was on stream. Mm -hmm. um, but Playboy Man Baby is another band where because they have horns, people are like, "Oh, you're a ska band," and right? Like, Fuck no, we're not a ska band. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're not a ska band at all. We were listening to them in the van the other day, and it was yeah. like, "Oh, this is," I mean, we saw them a year ago. You played with them, actually. Yeah, the club show of Punk Rock World. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, they're not Scott at all. But yeah. I think... It comes up, though. And some yeah. people just, they think, certain sounds, or different sounds. They just like, hear the horns and they and they jump to Scott. But, um, Oops. Same with Gogo. We're talking about them, right? Like, they, yeah. do, they do those... Those, those, uh... Those reggae, Scott-type rhythms here and there. But, uh, you know... I wouldn't necessarily call them style man, but you know that's why genres honestly are fucking pointless. They are pointless. I've learned right. that as I've gotten older. Anytime people are like, <laughs> "What kind of music you play?" I'm like, uh, "Just just listen to it." You know, I have because... to use, but we have to use it for like social media. Be like, "All right, how do we get this to go into some category?" Well, that's just people love to categorize <laughs> things, right? Like this is how our minds work. We need to put it in some type type of box, but it's like, I mean. I don't know how to describe what we do. It's some, just, it's just, it is what it is, you know. Like, but some of my favorite music that's come out in the last five or let's go five years, is like it's not adhering to here's strictly the sky or here's strictly yeah. this. It's like, yeah. hey, we're mixing this and this, and I'm like, oh, this sounds awesome. I would have never thought of that. That just reminded me, um, this kid, right? We played a show the other night, and literally like five, less than five minutes after the set, uh, I get a message on Instagram from a kid who just saw so he's probably still at the show <laughs> and he's like yo man just caught the set uh not into it i don't really know what uh you guys are trying to do here like pick a lane <laughs> you're trying to do hip-hop and punk <laughs> and i just look at it and i'm like get the fuck out of here. i was i was gonna respond but i'm like this is not worth worth my fucking time because it's like dude music that's that's the beauty of music and art. It's like there, there's supposed to be no limits. You know, yeah. There's no limits. We actually have a song we're about to drop. It's called No Limit. Um, but like, you're 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 missing the point. Like, if you if you if you're gonna cling so desperately to the to these uh these rigid like guidelines and, and, and this rule book, it's like just just follow just follow what feels good and don't think about it too much. Like genres. 
are not for us. That's that's for the fuck. That's for the algorithm. That's for the that's for the marketing teams and, and Spotify and all that. Like it's useless to us. We we don't we don't need to be categorized. I mean, obviously, punk rock is what raised us, and that's you know that's the culture that that means everything to us. But like when people like will throw at you like, oh, you're not a punk. It's like, sure, go ahead. That's fine. You want to think that? By all means. It's art at the end of it's the day. It's funny that people want to still do that in this day and age. And I feel like yeah, it's right? more yeah. the younger audience, maybe under 30. I don't know what, where I put it. 25. Everybody's guilty of they, it, you know? Like, oh, no, I mean, it's... they're a little more receptive to being open to more people. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it's... So, it, it depends, man. Like, but I think That's people true. There's over... still, like, those crust punks that are like, nope, you're not punk. Fuck off. Overall, <laughs> people... What's this guy's name? The Rat King? Yes. Overall, people are very accepting of what we do I got I gotta be um, I gotta acknowledge that like I feel like we're always like for the most part welcome with open arms no matter who we play with because we we play with I mean dude remember the first time playing with negative approach that was probably the first time in a long time I got a little intimidated because I'm like Yo, I don't think we're hard enough for this. <laughs> this is a hard band. I mean, this legends. is gonna be a really tough crowd, right? And, and he's just like screaming, or what do you want to call I mean, it? I, I just remember that crowd wearing like leather gloves and being like, "All right, these guys are really like I wasn't, going to throw we, down." We weren't sure how they were gonna take us because, while yes, we we love hardcore and, and that's an influence of ours, we're obviously not as aggressive yeah. as like a negative post. But the first time we played with them, the crowd accepted us, and they loved us. And not only That's did awesome. the crowd accept, it, accept, accept us, but the band did. And uh, we went on tour with them, and, and I mean, bro, they took us under their wing, like we were their grandchildren. And it, it was really cool. Um, it's awesome, because they're a fun band to watch. As long as oh, I, the last time I caught them, I forgot what they sounded like, and it was like, right, this is negative approach. <laughs> Totally oh, was not in my brain that was what I was going to be hearing. They uh, they are they're such a consistent band. Like probably one of the most consistent bands I've ever seen. They show up and do the same thing every night, and they, and it not, they never skip a beat. Le- learned a lot from them. Oh yeah. Um, just seeing the way they like handle themselves before and after shows, and the way they approach like. Yep. The whole music thing of like now we're here we're doing it now like yeah they're very in the moment people like they're not worried about yesterday or tomorrow they're just they're just here and that's great to see and that's great to see so they're super cool we love negative approach yeah, shout out to catch you. up on the chat here we got I want Drew Carey to be in the next Sonic film as Jim Carrey's brother <laughs> 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 Scott Punk means a lot to people means anything not straight ahead punk. I misread that. Scott Punk to a lot of people means anything not straight punk. Ah, I got you. Yeah, that's true. Guys, I get beat up here. Isn't Streetlight? Yeah, Streetlight is from Jersey. Yeah, they probably go 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 does a lot of dub songs too. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that influence totally is very heavy in the music. Got beat up, not paying attention. Yeah, we're reading comments instead of fighting the Rat King. <laughs> Follow what feels good. If- I want to listen to Frank Zappa of Pantera and the Grateful Dead. That's what I'm going to do. Probably yeah, Latina. It's funny because, to keep it 100, like, early on, 
when I first got into punk, there was a lot of bands that I discarded or artists that I neglected because I was like, nah, this ain't punk. And then you get older and you realize, like, fuck that. This well, I've been actually music. recently, I guess I'm going to just keep referring to Jersey bands. Uh, this is a coincidence. I listened to the audio version of Dan Ozzy's book, Sell Out, and talked about My Chemical Romance, and I'm like, Yep. All right, this sounds cool, what they went through. I'm going to listen to them, finally, not just the radio hits. And I'm like, there's influences from, like, indie rock, from, like, They're good so band, much man. different genre that I'm like, this, I wouldn't even... They're a very good band. ...call yeah. it emo. I would just be like, this is them taking what they loved and putting it all together. They were, they were incredible. I saw My Chemical Romance. I think they opened up for Thursday or AFI at Starland Ballroom. From the... And this is like 2000, 2001. Wow. No, maybe like 2002 or three. And I was like, wow, this band is rad. I never heard of them. And they just put on such a high energy show. And then a year later, I went to high school and people were like trashing that band. And it was like, whoa, what's, what is this? This band is kind of awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're punk, right? It's not in your wheelhouse. You, you, you need you need to turn your back on anything that is considered emo or metal or this or that, because yes. like you're so dedicated and committed to your tribe or your group. But yeah, all is tribalism. That, all that is whack and all that is corny. And once you get a little older, hopefully you leave all that behind and you embrace music just based on its content. You know what I mean? And, and, it, and its heart and its soul. Yeah. And like, how many punk musicians become folk musicians in their forties? <laughs> Why am I just laying on the floor? Is my guy gonna get up or what? Oh, we're oh. done. Oh, oh we're out of lives. Am I the only one? Well, okay. don't just leave him there. He looks, he looks, that's messed up. Someone's gotta take him to the hospital. Let's see if I can. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, my, my Chemical Romance rules. Actually, we owe the guitar player a very large apology. The Frank? He, he, Frank, he ordered <laughs> a bunch of merch from us. And we were like, oh shit, this is awesome. This guy fucks with us. And we sent it out and it got lost in the mail, I think. Uh, he never got. He never, he never got, got his merch. merch. <laughs> Sorry, bro. When you stiff the man for my chemical romance. I think well, we gave him what? a refund, but he wasn't. I think he was kind of. He's sick. in a few bands. Yeah, Fra Frank. Yeah, he was actually just recently featured on the last Hers album. He's awesome. He's a. Uh, I think he's considered the hot one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Someone in chat just saw the opposite Thursday opening up for MCR. That's awesome. Yes, yeah. change. <laughs> they um, they just played together. We actually met the singer at Thursday recently, um, and he actually knew who we were, and we were blown away by that. They came through recently. I think they had Radkey with them on a tour. Okay. Or am I? They're from Jersey. Wires. You know that. They're from, Are they too? Yeah, they're also. <laughs> I'm from just gonna Jersey. coincidentally bring up Jersey bands now. <laughs> yeah, man, they're from New Jersey. That's another band that I saw small, and they've been like blowing up, or at least they've been getting on big tours. And, I feel Foo like Fighters brought him on a tour. Offspring brought him on a tour. Yeah, man. What's your dream artist you haven't toured with yet? Uh, maybe Rancid. The Interrupters. Uh, who else? I'm going right for the top. I'm gonna say Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I really want to play a show with Iggy Pop. Well, we are. A we tour are. would be amazing. We are, but. I want to right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. No, we are. So we're going to be in the Dominican Republic in January at Destination Chaos. 
Shout out to everybody who's playing that. We're gonna be there with Shame from England. Who are, who are awesome. Yeah, we saw we me that, and me and Ernest saw Shane the other night actually. That was a band that Punk Rock Bowling four years ago, five years ago. They played a club show, but I was at another one. But mm -hmm. someone a friend texted me like, No, you gotta check them out when they play tomorrow. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. And they go all out. They're cool as hell. They were very good. We saw them with Viagra Boys yep. like a few days before we left for tour. You know, I think we were talking about this. We want to we want to play shows with more rappers. So Mega Ran, Mega Ran, yeah. Like <laughs> but honestly, like Tyler the Creator, like Odd, oh. like the dude from Odd Future. I feel like that could be cool. Um, I think the coolest shows are shows that are not like stuck to just one genre, right? Yeah, you, you could have like a ska band. And a, and a punk band and a hip hop artist or, or an it should act. be that way mm -hmm. you don't need three punk bands you don't need three metal bands like switch the style up so the rap the hip hop part is something Sylving struggled with because there's a local band here Dadado and the POC they are like garage rocky punk rock and hip hop and I'm like this is one of the best bands here in Phoenix Hell yeah. but they don't get put on punk rock bills and it's still that stereotype People, like we were just saying before, man, people are still afraid to, like, step Except outside of, like, what's what's considered normal. I mean, dude, like, we, 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 like, when we do our own shows and, like, our own album releases or whatever, we'll always throw rappers on the bill or, like, DJs and, like, sometimes, more in the early days, we get pushback from, like, promoters, like, what's this? This don't make sense. I'm like, man, shut your mouth. This is our show. Like we're gonna we want to sell way. tickets. We don't care about who's on your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. They'll like trip <laughs> out on like the bill not making sense, and I'm like, it doesn't need to make sense. It just needs to be fun. It just needs to be cool. Make it fun for the audience, and yeah. Hopefully, you've introduced one or two people to something new that they're like, oh, let me go Absolutely. grab that album. Yeah. yeah. We even we even I mean we experimented. Sometimes it didn't work, but like remember we would have like comedians at our shows. <laughs> I, that still occasionally happens even in stuff I've seen it doesn't always work but I mean <laughs> I'll give us props for like trying it you know what I mean like is it more like a pacing thing like you can't just throw up in the middle after yeah I think it's I think comedians in the circle pit it's yo that's that's a that's not easy to win over a crowd that is ready for music and then you're and you come out and you're telling jokes that's a lot to uh to be responsible for, you know. I mean, some. That goes back to the open mic thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Open well, mic can be comedy, can be someone playing. Oh, that's what it was coming up. You know, I, sometimes I would play in between like two comics, and a comic kills. You know, people love it, yeah. and I go up there and I'm like singing songs about like. It's a know, good like, way to network, and it's a good way to just get comfortable in front of people. A thousand percent. That's the open mic scene molded me. Former, to be honest, because because I never get skate stage fired or anything like that. Because I mean, I basically crafted songs in front of an audience. I would I would show up to open mics with songs like not even really fully written. I'd be a little drunk, and I just <laughs> play songs in front of people, and I'd figure out what works and what doesn't. Are we beating the game right now? No. No, we're not there yet. We're gonna fight this VR lady. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Tempestra. Dinosaur Jr. and Dynamite Voices are touring with Eugene Merman. Cool. 
Get us on that tour. Uh, <laughs> Dinosaur Jr. Uh, who's the guitar player from Dinosaur Jr.? Jay Maskus. Oh, yeah, we met him. His yeah. favorite band is Negative Approach. I watched Jay Maskus play a Negative Approach set with Negative Approach. Three Degrees to Negative Approach. Yeah, dude. He was, <laughs> he was in our green room. Remember? Yeah. Jay Maskus. Eugene Merman. I literally just shook his hand and not, no words were spoken. <laughs> Sometimes that's still nice, though. <laughs> he was, like, very in the zone. And, like, and you meet your idol or one of your idols. He's not my idol. <laughs> oh, you're just, like, cool to me. <laughs> no, he's, he was, he's cool. Um, I respect him. He was, like, it was one of those moments where you could tell everyone in the room was, like, staring at him and wanted to talk to him. And I was like, this guy's got a lot of pressure on him right now. So I just shook his hand and just kept it moving. <laughs> what is your favorite artist you have toured with? Or is it always just the most recent? You're like, all right. It's probably it. Honestly, like, it's this, living this, in the moment. This has been, so far, the absolute coolest tour we've done in, 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 in every way possible. I mean, shows are insane. We're, they have an energy to them. They have an energy which we feed off of. We're collaborating so much. You know, Eugene comes out and sings with us. We come out and sing with them. We're hanging out all the time. Like, we're just, the energy is, I don't think can be matched. You know, like, it just keeps getting better and better. So, yeah, man. But you know, we have a very similar vibe to Gogo Bordeaux, like, even if, Stylistically and musically, it's not necessarily like immediately, um, you know, like similar. It's our vibe is very, very similar, and I think we come from a from a similar place. And um, yeah, man, I'm really like just grateful that they invited us out to do this. We played some shows this summer with the Bouncing Souls. Oh yeah, those were. Um, we've been on tour with them before. They're they're one of my favorite bands to tour with. Totally. They're just they're just there to make the crowd happy. Mm -hmm. They want people to sing their songs and get into their songs, and there's just not a better feeling than seeing them do it. I mean, go same thing goes for Gogol. Yeah. Uh, I have a good Greg little anecdote. They played a festival here five years ago now. Mm -hmm. And end of the set, I just watched Greg jump off this stage that's like 10 feet off. Run over, stop security from kicking a kid out. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, that is amazing. Because the, the security guard thought this kid swung on him. And Greg's like, no, I saw everything. He didn't swing on you. Don't kick him out. And he didn't, like, go the little long staircase down off the stage. He just jumped off. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. And you're defending your fans. They're definitely a very uh, thoughtful and, and, and caring group of punks. Um... And then also we got Chris, just listen to your punk news podcast. It was really good. A little Woo! too relatable. Definitely worth listening. Oh, yeah. Shout out to you. Punk news is uh, has always been good to us, too. Shout out to punk news. Punknews.org? Yeah. Yeah, I got to piss. Right <laughs> <back>. <laughs> Bathroom break. Not in there. <laughs> what are we doing? Next level? Should we wait for him or not? We got any we questions in the comments? Him. And then also, Mr. Buzzer said that's awesome talking about the 
Well, that was back there when I brought up the Dinosaur Jr. Dinosaur Jr., yeah. The guy who was... Eugene Merman, right? Bob Burgers, right? He's the voice of the kid. I have of, no of, idea. Of... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can see. So, wait. What was your first band? So, you said you... He hit you up like an hour... A year before. So... How did that... Before I played in Crazy in the Brains, I played in a metal band. We were called Hurson. We... We uh we dropped some albums, did some touring, but the metal scene honestly got a little boring, and I wanted to just do more and be involved in more shows and more scenes. And you know, playing in Crazy in the Brains made sense. And so here I am, seven years later. Right, we're hanging out in Arizona. Yeah. We played. <laughs> we played last night on a weirdly cloudy day. <laughs> So we got... And he's, he's a voice of Bob Burgers. That's where I know The him. hair care routine. We don't have enough time for this live right what? now. What? <laughs> wait, is there a routine for hair? Oh. To get this hair looking this good <laughs> takes a lot of hours. What you want to do is avoid washing it as long as possible. Hell yeah. Build up as much natural oils and like grime and filth as you can. And then hit it up with a wash like once or twice a month. And you're golden. It's a lot of hurry up and waiting. I never even thought. See, if I don't see like a mohawk or spikes, I'm like, it's everyone's normal hair. I don't think about how much goes into even the longer hair to maintain it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that life. Hair. Oh, Vanessa <laughs> says the attention span you have for this game right now is shocking me, Chris. You're on a streak. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I'm talking so much. Chris isn't really the game. Well, no, Chris isn't really. Chris is not at all a gamer in the band. No, no. You grew <laughs> up with games, but they weren't yeah. your jam. And it's it's a fun thing because also trying to focus and talk is and maybe be decent is a challenge in its own. I think the talking is making it easier for me to play this game as long as I have been. I don't know why, but yes, the ADD is very real. Yeah, when this came out, I threw a barbecue little party at my place, like the week this came out, and we were playing it in our living room, and I don't think you got through like three levels. Nah, bro. <laughs> you were like, I'm tapping out. But I, I like I like this game, like I like the idea of it, because it brings me back to being a kid, and I had this game. Or, or was this, was this, this like arcade game? This is inspired by it, it's new. So I didn't have it, but I played it at the arcade. Remember yes. Electric Playground? Yeah, yeah, that Electric was, Playground. That was arcade at our, in our hometown. They actually, it's like, I only know that for an old video game show. And even there's so Which, much throwback in this game, like the yeah. level that we played before, it was like midtown 3 p.m. Yeah, because they always put times in those levels. But in the, in the <laughs> original some reason. game, it was midtown 3 a.m. I remember Turtles in Time. I had that for Super Nintendo, and I loved, I loved it. I feel like that's what this one's based on a lot. A yeah. lot of it, a lot of this is based on Turtles in Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That blimp in the background, I had the toy of that. You know, when I was a kid. Turtles were my child. That would, it folded out, right? It had a bunch of, like, things inside and the rooms and pockets. That was the, um, what, what's that thing called? Like, the something drone? What, what, what's what's the big dome that, um, that the, the, the tetradome? Yeah, 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 I had that too. Teradome. There you go. Ooh, that's later on in the game. I mean, we have. 
Let's see. We do. I know you guys got to eat somewhere, so I don't know how much longer. Yeah, we're meeting up with uh, Playboy Man. Uh, with Robbie and Playboy Man. Messing up the band name, dude. I messed up their band name on stage last night. I called him <laughs> Playboy Man Bunny. That's and he didn't notice. He didn't even notice, but I had to be honest. I'm like, bro, I'm very sorry. I <laughs> fucked up the band name. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I called you Playboy Man Bunny. <laughs> Uh, I mean, at least everyone in that crowd probably knows them by now. They are one of our. But it wasn't. Guys. It wasn't because I didn't know it. It's I just was like stumbling my words. Uh, I, I just. While up there. I talk a lot on, on stage, so odds are I'm gonna mess up something at some point. He didn't give a fuck though. He was like, Dude. just roll with it. It's punk rock. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I always like when people are like, "Man, I fucked up those chords and I fucked up the." I'm like, I didn't. Whatever. It's funny. It's like three seconds of the song and whatever. I gotta give us props <laughs> as performers because any mistake that we any of us ever make always looks like we did it on purpose. No one ever like notices when we mess up. Only we do. Right. That's the artist in you. Yeah, man. I'm trying to think of. We don't really have any of that like bad mess ups on stage. There was uh, I fell off stage once. That was pretty awesome. There was one time there's a video of this <laughs> what? on the internet. <laughs> like <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to walk, like jump on this like it was like this little stoop or like kinda I thought it was like stairs, I guess, but it wasn't that. It was like in, it was on wheels. I don't know why it was there. And I slipped on it and I fell on the ground. Oh no. Also I tripped <laughs> over you, remember? You nice. tripped over me. Yeah, yeah. I was laying on the ground for some reason. You tripped over me and hit your head into the... Once a m- mistake, drum twice work. an artistic choice. Who said that? That oh, was yeah. Mr. Buzzer. That's My good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're pretty good at that. No one's really looking for mistakes. You know what I mean? They're just there to have a good time. Yes. No one's like critiquing your set. Unless you just stop the song, I think no one will notice. Totally. They're just like, oh, that was the song, right? You were just singing about ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite song to play on stage? Uh, Honestly, right now, for me, personally, it would be a new song we have, which no one knows unless you see us live. It's called Raw Skin. (laughs) More reason to go out if you haven't. If you can, still catch the rest of their tour. Probably Punk Rocker and maybe Eastside, too, because... With Eastside on this tour, we've been like teaching the crowd the chorus. So like we'll do a little, we'll do uh, like a round of the chorus and sing it for them, so they can get like familiar with how it goes, and then they'll sing it with us. Dang, I don't know. What about you though? I'm having yeah. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun playing the new one because it's such a different energy. Yeah. Um, and Eastside. Eastside's so much fun to play. Speaking of the remaining tour, if you're in California, that's where we're going to be up next. Yeah. We're going to be all up and down the West Coast. we got like five shows in California, Santa Ana, Ventura, San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Then we're going to be up in Seattle, Portland, and Vancouver. So if you're in any of these areas, come check us out. Come hang out. Buy us pizza. Please. Hey, so does this mean there's new music, a new album coming? Yeah, so we're Ooh. in the studio literally right now, literally at this very at moment. this very <laughs> moment. 
the, these this are, is the studio. This, these are <laughs> you got you got what you don't even know is you got holograms of yes. us. These are holographic rep- representations. <laughs> we're, we're actually back in New Jersey. We're with, still in Jersey. Um, <laughs> with Pete, we got like seven songs down. We'll probably knock out like another five, maybe. And uh, yeah. Sweet. I look forward so to we'll that. You guys already out. have like a bunch of songs in your catalog too. Just digging through. And yeah, man, we got we got a comp out right now with like fifty-four songs on it. Um, we're that trying to double that. Would you honestly. recommend that being their starting point if they haven't listened to you? I've been telling everybody <laughs> to, 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 to at the merch table, like, you want to hear us? Buy this. 54 songs. 20 bucks. It's like everything, almost everything we've done thus far. Um, but, like, we, we uh, that's no joke. Like, we're trying to double that. Like, we, we just want to put out as much music as we possibly can. Like, really dig in and just... Okay, so work. Mr. Buzzo is... Out of Denver. So, Denver. Bummed they're not going to see you in Denver this month. Oh, man. We were in Denver one year ago, and it was a rad time. Yeah, we man. played two shows. Then we got to see Rancid in Denver on one of our shows, too. Oh, yeah. Denver's a great town. We got snuck, we got snuck like, not backstage, but, like... We got snuck in to see Rancid. We got snuck in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this, like, weird little side entrance, like, our, our tour manager pulled the van like literally into the crowd because he knew people who were working at the venue and he just snuck, he just snuck us in through the gate and uh we saw rancid like i think we saw their whole set it's fucking great they're the, they're the ogs yeah man denver we'll be back coney island <laughs> here we go what's what's your road jams right now uh it's all over the place honestly it's <laughs> he, he like I, I I most recently was listening to, I put on a Bob Dylan bringing it all back home you you had like techno on I I listened to uh I like to keep our techno. drivers awake yeah so I, I, so I blast like just pulsing thumping <laughs> techno oh I was gonna say speaking of genre breaking you should put on Eichler's the hi- what they call hyper ska what the hell is that is that it's like a, it's not like auto-tuned ska? Oh. oh, I love. See, I've been listening. See, I play that stuff in the car. One hundred gex. Is that hyper ska? One hundred gex. They have. Uh, it's like hyper pop. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. He's, he's mixing hyper pop with ska. That's cool. Is what I. He's he's on a uh, bad time records. If you've listened to any of their stuff. Yeah. Or no. We toured with a keyboard player. Eric. Um. Eric Diano, whose band is on oh. Bad Time Records. What's, so, his, what's his band name again? The Holophonics. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Eric he, is awesome. He played bass with us, and he played keys with us. Shout he out slept to on this couch. No shit. That's, <laughs> that's rad. He was almost going to be on this tour, but I couldn't convince him to come. Eric. Uh, he moved to New York, too. Right? Yeah, he was in New York. Yeah, he was in Texas. They used to be, I think, Denton. Yeah, he, he's from Texas. He So he played bass with us for a tour, and then he played keys with us for another tour. Um, he's a man. Very cool. I definitely can vouch for him. We yeah. listen to a lot of, uh, you know, one of our favorite songs this tour has been uh, Pull Up by Ice Age. Oh, Not yeah. a lot of people know that song. It's a cover. And that song's like before shows, just like getting us hyped up in the zone. I think I saw you guys posting. You have a go-to song you do as your sound check. We do. 
I we we've been doing uh nineties hip hop like instrumentals. We've been walking out to those. <laughs> um, that works. Yeah, man. Let them know where we're from. And I mean, I can even mention, and an older punker tell me exactly how. It's funnier the whole hip hop thing because he was just like, no, when punk started to fall, people got into like NWA and shit because it was the same messages. Yeah, and then punk rose again and they went back. Well, people forget like these two genres came up together, uh, literally at almost at the exact same time, and there was a lot of crossover. Uh, there's a lot of crossover with, with these artists. Um, Clash taking uh, Grandmaster Flash yes. out on the road, right? You got Blondie. I mean, I think the song sucks, but like, they, <laughs> they did Rapture, right? Where they had him, I think it was him, or was it Fab Five Freddy on one of their songs? Yeah, aren't some of the most iconic like things of punk history, like Gilman and CDGBs, also just like were amalgamations of artists of any genre. All genres. You, you mentioned Blondie, I was like, that's right, they just like, whoever wanted to play, they kind of brought it in. I mean, even like, sticking on the hip-hop thing for a minute, right, like, hip-hop DJs, a lot of times, would play punk tunes during their sets. Or like, there was this one, there was this one song which wasn't really like, Case. it was punk. Oh, I guess I need this thing. But, uh, you remember Malcolm McLaren? The, the, the Sex Pistols manager, right? He had his own music. And they would play that shit at, like, hip-hop parties and stuff. Because he was dancing, bro. Like, these two genres have always been... Always been uh, intertwined. Similar-minded and everything. Yeah. It was like rebel music, you know? And it was like... It was, uh... I, was, I don't fit in anywhere else. Exactly. <laughs> I mean... Hip-hop is punk rock. If you think about how it started you know what I mean like it, it was literally not recognized or respected as a musical genre for years oh, even when even yeah. even when it started to get popular like record labels wouldn't call it music they would they would just consider it something else that they could just alright we don't know what this is but we know we can make money off of it Freddy so like damn I don't know what that I don't know what that means <laughs> but yeah man blending of genres is definitely a, a good time also a shout out Holophonics are going to be in Denver with Younger Than Neil, and then I fly on December 3rd. So cool. Eric will be in Denver, at least. Denver. <laughs> cool. All really good bands. I've had the opportunity to watch all of them. Our uh, our keyboard player right now, her, her name is Allie. She's in a ska band that you might uh, be familiar with. They're called Stop the Pressure. Also yeah. very good. They came through... Oh, you know them. Okay, cool. Yeah. They came through with the Pilfers last yep. time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she, um... She's, uh... Amazing. <laughs> my, my memory recalls apparently really good when on the spot playing video games. Because oh, yeah. having fatigue and long COVID has been... That's killing my memory. Or killing <laughs> recall of stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, hell yeah, we're doing this. Now I've jinxed it, though. Wait, who's Casey Jones? Me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Have you been, like, pressing it going, alright, I'm kicking ass. I've been Casey Jones this whole time. Uh, this guy I remember, too. Leatherhead. I know we probably want to try to play it all, but I know you guys gotta go. It's, I don't know, quarter till one. Yeah, we can bounce whenever. Okay. Uh, I gotta get some food in my system. We've got, what, two more? 
trying to remember how many sages are left in this game. I think I think it's like 16 in all. Oh, we might have a way to go then. So we might have like seven <laughs> or eight if we're trying to get through it. But might... yeah, we're hanging out here for a few more minutes. <laughs> At least, at least till the rain comes. It's the dark clouds. Apparently, show through my window here. My 60-year-old mother just asked her Alexa to play trending music, and what? Crazy in the Brain's punk rocker came Woo! up. Hell yeah. That's good. So we we are not punk rock anymore. We're officially adult contemporary <laughs> rock. Finally. Uh, Finally. Oh, and the Freddy reference was Fab Five Freddy was on Rapture with Blondie. There you go. Yo, another um, interesting little note. Blondie, the drummer, is from our hometown. He's from Bayonne, Bayonne New, Jersey. New Jersey. Clem Burke. Nice. So, uh, Hit he, him up for a tour. You know who <laughs> is from Bayonne? Uh, George R.R. R. Martin. Does R.R. stand for railroad? I've heard that. Uh, <laughs> bro, you, you know better than me. I don't I don't even... I'm not a game... Game of Thrones is cool. I like I like the new show. I didn't watch the original. I've only watched like seven episodes. I'm not like... <laughs> Ernest is more up on all this stuff than me. Like that, video games. That is games. one that I keep seeing pop up and go, I should give another chance to. Or maybe do the books. Yeah. You give it a whirl and tell me how it is. I can't wait to play Casey Jones in this game, Shadow Pain 69. Hell yeah. You just gotta beat the game once with any character. You get Casey Jones. It's awesome. Keep doing it. It's not a hard game. Yes. And then, Hell yeah. Next tour with Carly Simon and James Taylor. Is that what you guys want to do? Uh, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Sign us up. We think about, we talk about this a lot. Like, who, who wouldn't we tour with? I, mean, I feel like we would tour with almost anyone. You know what I mean? It's just I like, mean, even less than Jake played with, like, Snoop Dogg. So, what? I think they played with Snoop Dogg? Nah. Yeah. We need to play with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> they did, they did a show with some hip-hop, and I was, like, looking at it going, first off, I don't think I want to pay so many bucks for this. But second of all, that's, that's a little cool. pricey for me. I remember but I was just like, man, what does the crowd look like when they're watching Less Than Jake play first? See, uh, <laughs> no, no offense to them, but I feel like Snoop Dogg fans would like us a lot more. Snoop Dogg used to have a show on MTV called Doggy Fizzle Television. And he had the transplants on the show. I don't know if, if you guys really? saw that. Yeah, well, really transplants cool. mixed hip-hop with... yeah. Punk Chronicle, also. They get away with it because Tim Armstrong. Oh, hell yeah. And and Travis. And <laughs> they both. They have pool that Tim, no one cares. Tim is, is, is a genius when it comes to blending those styles. Travis, too. And then... Oh, we're playing it on Switch right now. We're playing it on Switch. On my Are we done? Uh, let's be done with the game. We'll chat for a little bit more. We can do that. We can go... Yeah, we're playing on Switch. We're playing on my tour Switch because I love touring with the Switch. That's, that's the best downtime <laughs> on tour. It's either loud noises or stuck in my video games. That was the longest I've played video games in like 20 years. Over an hour. Damn. Shadow Pants is only here for video game content. <laughs> that's fine. That's, Whatever you're here for, that's, that's, why, why. that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Play with Action Bronson and bring him to Sunday dinner. We got oh, it. Hell yeah. We got it. <laughs> I love Action Bronson. Action Bronson in your parents' house? That would be amazing. <laughs> I feel would... like he'd want to cook, though. DIY spaces. That's fine. Yeah. I will allow Those Action Those are some Bronson of the best shows of DIY spaces. Oh, totally, yeah. Though, unfortunately, ours is 
Well, I think everywhere, 2020 hurt. Though a few more house shows are popping up, house venues in around here. We haven't played a, a DIY spot in a minute. I'm trying to think of the last one that we may have played. Um, we, I don't know if it's like purely, uh, well, it's not a house spot. It's kind of a DIY spot. It's an art space, uh, Philomoka. Oh, Philly. yeah. Okay. It's like, you know that's owned by Diplo, though. Remember it was the Mad Decent sign? Yeah, there? it's a tiny space though. <laughs> it's like kind of DIY. They do weird stuff there. Yeah, it's like an art. It's like an artist. Space it's not. Sure. I wouldn't call it independent or DIY, but it's like yeah. a tiny art space. It's, it's that's probably as close as as, as it, a DIY space as you. Oh, you have the same. He has the same pro controller. You know this little secret message underneath, right? Which now I'm blanking on what it is, and it's too bright and tiny for me to look right at. <laughs> Uh, that does a good branching off point, though. What are some of your favorite venues you've played around the country? Uh, the Orpheum in Tampa Bay. Yes. The Orpheum is super cool. The Metro in Chicago. Oh, that was legendary. That is legendary. Twice. I know that one, even we without visiting that, Chicago. We played that twice. That was, like, unreal. We played most recently with the Tossers on St. Patrick's Day, which was insane. Uh, and we played with Leftover Crack and Negative Approach. Is also crazy. Yeah, Leftover Crack played the Metro in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, insane. What, what else? Bogarts in Cincinnati was cool. Bogarts um, is yeah, since since that was awesome. People people fuck with us in Cincinnati. I think. What? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I, well, or how? I guess it would be the. You've been there a lot. We, we we I played there solo when, like in the early early days, and I think we just kind of established like a relationship with people over there, so people come out for us. Kane's Ballroom was dope. Also, what is it? The Cincinnati Chili or the Streetlight Chili? Right? Is that their food? Yeah, probably. I have no it's not idea. pizza. Yeah, if it's not pizza. <laughs> we're ignorant. We're we're so ignorant yep. to anything that isn't pizza. <laughs> What is one of the craziest stories on the road touring that you can oh, think? Oh man, dude, we have so many. <laughs> What's um, the craziest bathroom story? On the <laughs> uh, Does that narrow? Well, <laughs> well, the the year that we were uh... fuck with us is a good thing in New Jersey. Polly Ranch. Oh, he's trying to explain what I meant by that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. One we, when we were we were driving to to uh, Las Vegas from New Jersey, and it was a four day drive, and just a lot went wrong on that drive. We lost a tire mid ride, oh, yeah. yeah, and that was at like four a.m. in Ohio. Oh no! That so what? Half the van is asleep. So the van had to get towed, but the towing company couldn't take the trailer, so a few of us like ran the hitch the trailer down the highway into oh, no. a mall parking lot <laughs> and then me and zach just hung with wait it? we hung out with it from like 4 a.m to like noon when the when the, the van got like fixed and the, the tire got replaced and that was the start of a four-day drive then we got to vegas and we basically pulled up to the laura jane grace and playboy man baby show so you saw us like, right off of right off of like <laughs> a seventy-hour drive. And that's where I formally met you. You introduced yourself, and I was just, that was awesome. And I was like in already the exhausted of like zone. 
<laughs> of just the days and first festival in two years or a year and a half. That was a really good just combo of everything. It was you guys, our local Playboy Man baby, um, Grumpster, Lord Jane Grace. Yeah. Was some band Draculas or something like that? Draculas, which yeah. Mike is another amazing man up front. That was, uh, for us, <laughs> that was Zach's And a giant second. dog. Oh yeah, giant dog, they're cool. Giant dog. They have energy. That was my first time watching them, and I was just like blown away by their energy. That was for us though. That was Zach's second show with us ever. Was uh, was punk rock, punk rock oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. And I yeah. saw you three times over that whole weekend between mm. that main stage and then literally the day back here in Phoenix. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're... It was three shows back to back. Yeah, I mean that Phoenix show. That's a fun story because we were kind of like wasting time all day getting to Phoenix. And then we pull up to the venue and they're like, are you guys playing 30 minutes? And I'm like, well, I don't have guitar strings, so you can't do that. (laughs) So then I saw you outside. I recognized you and I was like, hey, do you have a car? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, cool, you got to drive me to Guitar Center (laughs) right now. And every Guitar Center was closed in Phoenix. And so we ended up... Sunday nights. At your place, you had spare guitar strings. Yes, we coincidentally, got I had the exact string. And then we needed. went to play the show. <laughs> that was like, oh man, I mean, that's that's that's, that's how we <laughs> What a oh! And then you kept going on tour. I was just like, all right, I'm done for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the first three days of a six week tour. Oh man, so, so it we got were, better from there. <laughs> so we were already at like. Wits end. We were already peaking on the first, like, <laughs> the moment we left our house. Not a good sign. But, yo, we had no other problems. It's like all the problems... Were front-loaded. We, we, we got them out of the way in the beginning. Yeah. Van fucked up, like, first day. No problem. Fixed the problem, and then everything was, was Gucci after that. That tour was awesome. That was with Days and Days and Bridge City Sinners. Yeah, shout out to them. That was another, like, I kind of formally met Jesse... Mm-hmm. I apparently have a reputation I don't always think I have a reputation and just like he knew who I was and hugged me I was like oh shit this is cool <laughs> they're, they're, they're really good people nice people yeah they've always supported us really well him and also Escape from the Zoo his other yeah. band and we toured with them too we, yeah we, we toured with them that was great we that did. is also another like amalgamation like they bring in Ska with yep. the folk punk mix and I'm like this is so cool why is no one else doing this but also props to you guys for doing it yeah, they they've got their own unique thing going on. Jesse's Jesse's a great songwriter, and his band is awesome. And that's yeah, he's another Simple. one who, uh, <laughs> who would jump out and, and sing punk rocker with us. Yeah, they like to do Veronica. random covers, and they don't give a shit if it's pop punk or wherever they're pulling it from. And I'm like, yeah. are they playing Blink One Eighty Two? I think they're playing Blink One Eighty Two. They keep it fun. <laughs> yeah, they would do their their cover songs and play like some Forty One and Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, in the same go. Like, <laughs> was a fat lip cool. for whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, they listen to a lot of shit. <laughs> and also. I've been praising all these people about their awesome frontmanship, but you are fucking amazing. Oh, I don't know if that's been since just losing a guitar and handing it over, or if it was yeah. just always you were running around and just <laughs> hanging uh, off the stage and I think getting people involved. Yeah, I, I've always like that's always been important to me, like the the showmanship and like you know the importance of entertaining 
and not just, you know, yeah, going up there and just boring like, people to death. Even I was looking through to prepare for this and looking at my old photos of you, the one where you're sitting off the side giant stage at Punk Rock Bowling singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's important to all of us to like, put on a show, you know what I mean? Because I feel like that's... Why do you go to a show? You want to escape your regular life. You want to be entertained. It's and it's like, infectious. Yeah. I even see you moving around with them and everything and yeah. across the band. But also with the crowd. They see you moving. They're like, well, as long as they're into it, they will be moving. They well, like, it infects everyone. It's it's a community experience. You know what I mean? It's an interactive experience. It's not, it's not meant to be like... We don't want that separateness from... From like performer yeah. to crowd, right? We want to bring you into to the experience. That's one of the draws of punk rock in general. We'll see you in yeah. Philly. You're gonna be in Philly, right? You're going to work. Hell yeah! Latina saying thanks. She's heading to work. Yeah, we're we, heading to work. We want to connect to the crowd because, like you know, I'm thinking back to like the best shows I went to as a kid, as like a teenager, was like the ones that the band connected with you and it's like oh, I feel this I feel what's going on in this room and and we want to do that like we know how important shows are, were to us like what do you think the best live shows that you went to are like coming up oh, I'm hoping I can get out to Anti-Flag when we were in the Union and okay. Dollskin and all of them Anti-Flag was a good one for me I, 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 I saw that band a lot coming up them Descendants, even Milo still somehow has this energy when he yeah. he's up there singing. And well, that whole band—they just look like they're happy. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be with them in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, that I'm jealous. That's I actually sent them a message good. on Instagram, although I I don't think they run their Instagram page. Maybe they do, but I was like, "Yo, we're gonna be at the at the show with you guys. I, I hope we can meet you." Like I. I think it's their label that runs it. Probably, yeah. That's okay. Well, I'm sure we'll we'll run into him at some point. Uh-huh. Milo, thankfully, pre 2020, ran into him at Punk Rock Bowling and got a selfie that way. Because now cool. I'm like, this is probably weird again, right? To try and go up to people and hug them or try and do that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hope you get a chance to meet them. Agerton, like all of them, are just happy people. I mean, I feel like the best artists are the ones that don't lose their appreciation for this, you know? It's not just, like, a day job or... A... Nah, and they don't, you know, you, you, you stay grounded and you and you, and you just literally stay appreciative of, of, of this culture, you know, because... Yeah. That and is smart better. about it. Like, they know not to play... They've stopped playing certain songs. They've changed the lyrics when they perform certain songs live, knowing that the meanings of things back when they originally wrote them they're like, no, this isn't good anymore. Yeah, contextually things change. I mean, you know, we see, we're with Gogol Bordello every night, and Eugene Hutz has a huge following. Like, people people really love that guy. People adore him. He does so much. Even he went and did that show, secret show in Ukraine, and everything. Like, he does so much for everyone. He He's never too busy to have a conversation with a fan. No. He's, he's, he's someone... Whether it's before the show or after the show, someone wants to talk to him about like music or Ukraine or whatever's on their mind. Like he's he just listens, and that says a lot about to how he came up, mm-hmm. like in punk and music. And it's it's really cool to see and inspiring to see a guy like that still being like, 
Ah, uh, he could easily be so jaded and not care about anything, but he isn't. He's so enthusiastic about like music and even talking to people. He treats they, the whole band treats us right. Yeah, they treat us like equal and like they're 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 as interested in us as we are in them. You know, and uh, I think that respect goes a long way. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, yeah, and that's how we try to we try to be too. You know, like remain grateful for the opportunity to get to do this. You know. Yeah, I'm still thinking about. Sh- since I've been going through this, I haven't been going out as much. But mm-hmm. I'm like now trying to think what other stuff's coming up. The one in my brain is that anime flag show. I can't go back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're a perfect example. Rancid, uh, Interrupters, like... They put on a clinic. Bands that bring you into the experience, you know? And, and, and like, yeah. make, you, make you go... I mean, anytime I've seen those bands, and I've seen most of those bands you just mentioned a lot, you, you walk away feeling really good. Well, even, like I mentioned the off-camera, that I had the photo pass for Rise Against, and I was there more because I was, mm-hmm. like, stoked to get pictures of Descendants, but even Rise Against, you leave going, they like what they're doing. They're having fun. Zach, who also plays in Dracula's, like, he is just emoting and having fun yep. doing what he's doing, no matter what band he's in. Yeah, man. And, like, I, 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 Riverboat Gamblers come back to Phoenix. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Everything he's involved with are just fun. I think he's just having fun. And technically, I think he's a comedian. If you want to book one of his bands yeah. with you, <laughs> you yeah. technically have a, Mike do a little stand-up in between. Yeah, fuck this. Dude, we love stand-up comedy. Let's bring it. Let's do it. Oh. Hell yeah. But I think... It's one o'clock, and you guys want to get food in, and you got something to run to do anyways. Yeah. Anything else in the comments? Any more questions? We'll be here for, like, two more minutes. <laughs> and then we got our... While we're doing that, anything you want to plug? Hair. Of course, the tour with Go-Go Bordello is still going. California, yeah. Pacific Northwest. Uh, yeah, upcoming album, forthcoming. We, we, we'll, be on, we'll be on the West Coast for the next, what, two weeks? Hitting up a bunch of spots in California. The Observatory, the Belasco... Uh, what else? The Warfield or something like that? Is that Re- venue? Revolution Hall in Oregon. Portland. So we'll be on the road with GoGo for the next two weeks or so. We'll be with them back home, either in Philly or New York. So look out for that. We'll be in the DR with Iggy Pop and GoGo Bordello and Shame and Descendants. That's in January, right? January or February? The DR is in uh, January. End of January. And that festival's February? Or maybe... Look it up. Yeah. You'll find it. It's called Destination Chaos. Iggy Pop is on it. Or follow follow their social media. They're Crazy the Brains on Facebook. Crazy the Brains on Twitter, I know. Listen to us on Spotify. (laughs) Run our numbers up. Make us rich. While you sleep, just put it on loop. Yeah. (laughs) What else? Yeah, and and we'll we'll be having new music coming out very soon. January, the chat comes through. There we go, thank you. Yeah, I mean, right now, just a big shout out to Gogo Bordello for having us out on this run. They've treated us amazing. The yeah. shows have been amazing. Pick up their new album as well. It's a really important. Yeah. Album. Uh, and, um, and it has some ska tunes in, underneath it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're in. Always love to I'm pretty sure Gogo, Gogo fans are already in for it all. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thank you thank guys. You. This is awesome, and it was good to just see you guys. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Once again, right on. 
So hopefully next time I will have the energy to also get out to the shows. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess that's it. No cool. more comments. And so until whenever the next time I'm going to stream. Later, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>